Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. And we're live. We are live. <clears throat> Welcome back to the OC, Osteo Connection. Very happy to be joined here coming, today. Coming in hot. Very happy to be hot. here <laughs> with Kevin and Sean yet again. Thank you. Hi. Well, no one else wanted to come, so. <laughs> That's true. We did ask around and you guys again. Yep. So thanks for being with me. It means a lot. You're welcome. It means a lot. Yeah, you're it welcome. really does. And so last week of our uh, 75, 75 hard. hard. Ah. 75 easy. It's amazing. Yeah, you look amazing. Well, even better. I don't think it changed anything. No? No, no. You always live like that. <laughs> no, Just, it did not. It didn't change anything. <laughs> no, no. It, uh, well, it made me realize uh, working out twice a day, I don't like. Yeah, the second one sometimes is a struggle. Mm. Mm-hmm. Even the first one sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. 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 Good, but and how are you going to? Uh, what's the celebration? Yeah. What are what's, what's what are we going to do? Scotch do something. Celebration Glass and scotch. going forward. What are you What are you planning on doing? Uh, well, it, it, well, I think we touched on this last time. It uh, it definitely made me realize like having the routine we we always discuss. You know, and I always had a routine before, but um, seeing the benefits of sticking to something like really constantly yeah. is uh, so beneficial you know so pick wisely where you spend your time and what you're doing in your routine you know you can have you can have so many people don't touch me you need to be closer <laughs> i can't hear you honestly bring it closer that was better no. yeah i think it's close enough it's not close enough <laughs> you're, like, over. you're like eating yours yeah well because like yeah there you go i couldn't hear you um <laughs> so yeah uh pick wisely because obviously you know there are certain things that maybe someone's going to suggest to you that you don't like. like, And we do this all the time with clients, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, whether it's like journaling or meditation or exercise or whatever it is, uh, it's really key to just think about it. What do you enjoy doing? What do you, what do you feel benefits from the most and, and make your routine out of that. So right on. Yeah. Shauna. Yeah, I actually had a pause. Remember, I, uh, this weekend, so I, I, I stepped. I stepped out of the seventy-five hard, um, and it was funny because it was difficult. My wife and I. Uh, she was. She. I was more okay with it right from the outset. We had this. We had a, a family wedding oh, that we went to we, this weekend. Are we laying Kelly out and to dry here? <laughs> no, but no. But she. She's Hold definitely on. like you start something, you finish it. That's her her, her mentality, <laughs> yeah. and and um, except for this weekend. So it was, so she was, she was feeling a lot of, uh, almost, almost guilt and a disappointment because she, we did have a glass of wine on, uh, on Friday night with, uh, with family and friends. But so it's funny, right? I, I, from the outset, I was very happy with the, uh, how I felt and how, um, you know, the, the habits that I had developed and I'm going to jump back, jump right back into them. So it was okay for me. I was very much okay with, uh, just you know, being conscious and, and as I was saying, like tasting it, not drinking for the next drink, but actually enjoying it, enjoying the conversation I was in, the ceremony, you know, like they, they're just feeling everything and not just mindlessly drinking for the next, 
the next glass of whatever. So, right. uh, and I think I'll take that going forward. You know, I won't, I won't abstain all the time. I definitely realized how much. Till Frank you know, the Tank comes out. Frank the Tank. No, no. And, and that was it. Just again, just being conscious, right? right. Just being conscious with, uh, with um, more than just alcohol, right? But just as you said, the choices you make, you know, I enjoy exercise. I find it's, uh, it just, it's meditative. It, uh, you know, you have less resistance, resistance in the body. Your mm -hmm. things are flowing better. Uh, I definitely think sometimes uh, too, you know, just how chaotic my lifestyle, the season of life I'm in, getting that second workout in was, was hard as well. Like I like going for yep. walks, but I don't think I needed to walk for 45 minutes, although it was good for my mind. You know, you always feel good. So it's like these things are uh, good and bad. Well, it, you know, resistance is, yeah. is so brutal, you know. Yeah. It's hard, but I, it's hard to get over it. I've had a lot of time actually just for your mind to reflect. You know, I've listened, I've read a lot of books. I've listened to a lot of books. I've had time, you know, just walking meditations. You know, I, I didn't sit in meditation as much as I normally do, but I've done a lot of walking meditations. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's when you tripped. That's yeah. when I tripped uh, and fell, hit my head. No, you know no, it's been, I think it's been a very positive experience. And, and as I say, it's any time away when you, when you abstain for something, you get to see it from a different perspective or a different vantage point. And uh, I, I like that choose wisely. So I'm definitely, Kelly and I were talking about that this week. So we're back on. But then as we wrap up 75 days, like what are our next kind of guiding principles for the next little season of life, you know? And uh, set some of those, set some, some, per, some personal values and ground rules and then, and then try it. And then again, reflect and move on. So, Well, I think we kind of mentioned that too way back when we started at the end of week two. It's yeah. like almost like, oh, lesson, almost some early lessons have been formed, right? Like, yeah. okay, maybe we could be a little more um, choosy on opening a bottle of wine based on, on convenience a on a Monday at <laughs> 11 a.m. versus, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, but it was it was definitely for me, that was an eye-opener. Like, it was easy for me to, to open up a bottle of wine, whatever, and I play golf and I play hockey, and every time I do, alcohol, the beer is involved, and and how you can kind of get just kind of go through that process and you get these empty calories that you really don't need. In fact, I've discovered that we had a, a non-alcoholic beer that I thought was actually quite good. And I can certainly see myself reaching for those often because what's the point? I mean, every time I would drink, it was never really for intoxication anyway. Yeah. It was just nice to have it with the environment you're in or watching a hockey game or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um but you're right, Sean, I've been thinking this week too, is then as much as I'm looking forward to Friday, because I'm ready to kind of break that. And I've definitely got a bottle of Balbler that's calling my name from mm -hmm. the cabinet that I will definitely probably bring, bring to, work. to work. Yes. Please. Uh, I think that'd be amazing. I think it's nice to celebrate. I yes. want to celebrate and whatever. I don't like, we're all going to celebrate. I think that's, that's, that's the point. And then, yeah, Who's and then moving forward, up? which ones do you want? <laughs> yeah, that's a big celebration. Who's picking us? It's, um, you have it's, the minivan. It's from there is where do we what lessons do you learn? What do you want to continue on with? I'm not going to sit there and do 75 hard again for 75 more days. Sorry, that was me, I nope. think. My bad. Um, but I certainly, like Sean, you had said, like I've really involved like strength training and getting back into that kind of discipline. And so, yes, it might not be twice a day, every day, mm. but certainly making it yeah. part of my life. And, you know, I used to always say, well, I like to work out in the morning. I obviously, I always prefer to work out in the morning, but my schedule doesn't really allow that to happen all the time. So, but I've been able to show myself that, guess what? I've been, I've found a way for 70 days in a row to get two workouts, workouts in after 4 p.m., four yeah. days a week. So yeah. certainly there was room for improvement and now I've found that. So I'm kind of happy about that part. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's funny how it takes a challenge or something, right? So like, uh, I always reflect on that. Like, why do we have problems doing it ourselves? Like making these, and not everyone, I'm generalizing, right? Yes. But most of us, right? It's like, but then you get community it's involved. This is shaming. I felt nervous <laughs> walking in and having sure. you guys harass me. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly that. <laughs> yeah, a it's lot of shaming. shaming. Particularly Kevin. You're talking about <laughs> that you're pretty good at uh, poking the bear, but it, but again, it says something. I see the parallels even in the course that we've uh, that we've created, right? The MVO course, because it's we talk about this often. But you, you know, you can go back to your town and feel like an island, and and kind of get stuck in the monotony of life and uh, and overwhelmed by all the things you have to do. But then you do it with a group, you know, like-minded peers that are headed somewhere in the same direction, and it makes things seem easier, right? So it was easier for us to do it because for me to do it because you guys were doing it for sure. Right? So, you know, there's accountability, there's support. And we weren't, we were, you know, we joke and stuff, but we were actually, more, we, we were, were supportive. all supportive. Of this Very thing. much so. You know, no one, went, this wasn't a challenge because everyone kept asking us, oh, who's winning the challenge? We're like, all of us. Yeah, yeah. no one's winning. Yeah, yeah. no one's winning. Or we're all winning. What's the prize? Yeah, Nothing. what's the prize? Everyone kept asking, what's the prize? You get to come back to work, I guess. Yeah. What's the prize? Yeah. The prize is. Uh, it's like going to AA. Yeah. Strength in numbers. For right? sure. It's always, always easier when you have a collaborative, supportive group around you. For yeah. sure. It's crazy the alcohol bit too, you know, like you're, you're, you know, like you notice like those times, like let's say end of week or whatever else. And it's not like we drank much, but the, the getting to that point where you, uh, you have one and you realize why you're having it when yeah. you don't have it anymore. Yes, it's true. Right? Yes. Because then you're like, oh shit, I just got to tough it out here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you deal with things better. better. The moment passes, start, right? So I found that interesting. That yeah. was like... Uh, the the habitualized patterning that happens, right? In, yep. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I felt actually. It's funny you say that. So I think that is the the probably the energy alcohol. Like I found I was actually in touch with more of my emotions. Like even going for my walks, like I would things would come up in me, and I could sit in them better. Exactly. Sure. And like actually listen to them and be like, oh, okay, it's not, not that pushed bad. down. It's not that bad, time. right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah, definitely access to to that stuff. So pretty yeah, cool for sure. Um. All right, Jay, what do we got for us today? Are we doing a podcast today? Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's a wrap. That's a All wrap. right, yes. So today we're going to discuss um, options. What are the options for people when you get into practice? What options exist out there? And maybe we can discuss some of the pros and cons of, 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 of work life. And um, So if you're a student, <clears throat> share this with uh, your classmates and your colleagues because this one's an important one for yeah. you guys. Yeah. And then maybe we can you know, list some pros and cons and, and speak from our experience of, of the options that are out there and, and, and maybe have people you know, take the time to reflect on what it is they truly want and maybe they can pick up some points from hearing it as in, oh, I never thought of it that way and, and really reflect on what's going to meet your values, where do you see yourself going, what truly resonates the best with you. Um, and yeah, and that would be a nice way to kind of see where you want to get started. Mm -hmm. So and before we jump in, Enrollment is live, right? For it the is. MBO program What's today. This podcast brought to you by. This podcast is brought to you by MBO, the Masters in Business for Osteopaths, bridging go. the gap between your formal education and real world practice yeah. success. Radio voice. Yeah. Voice of an angel. Silk. Yeah. Exactly. Voice for radio. Course starts. Face for radio. Face <laughs> for radio. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the course uh, officially launches. So for uh, uh, quick more details before we jump in, the course um, enrollment is now live. The course will begin November 27th. It's, there is uh, no shaming in the course. No shaming. As opposed to our intro. Yeah, we might make fun of each other, but not you. Oh, yeah, you we'll definitely to. make fun of each other. <laughs> Mostly Jason, but uh, not you. 
So the quick details, the course is an eight week uh, interactive live um, course where we, where we cover all the fundamentals of, uh, of running a business, starting a business, uh, which is, as Jason likes to say, you need to, as a practitioner out there in the world, you need to take, find time to work on your business and not in it. You know, most of us graduate and we end up being the technician, you said that. which is okay. the, you know, you end up, you, we just, we, we assume that we're going to have patients lined up at our door and the case, and that's not the case. So the MBO covers all that. Uh, and, uh, you know, there, it is in Canada at the moment, we are almost, we're, we're CEU approved or CPD approved. Um, so that can help for continuing education credits. Uh, most of the big associations have, uh, have okayed the course. And um, we look forward, if you're listening in the UK or in Australia, we look forward to, we're lobbying for that as if well. You know, if you know the queen. Yeah, if you know oh, the queen, king. let us know. Sorry. The king. Yes, the king. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but actually, if you are listening in the UK or Australia and you, uh, you do want to con- take the course, write your, you know, write your associations, actually, and because we're in contact with them as well. So write them because it helps when members actually want the course as well. So... Um, that you can apply. So we have all the information and whatnot. So anyways, practice options, Jace. Practice options. What do we got? <clears throat> well, number one, why don't we start with joining a clinic, something that the three of us did when we first graduated school. Mm-hmm. We were fortunate enough to you know, do placements uh, during, our, during our education years um, and then be offered employment um, upon graduation. So thank you for that. Cause that yeah. was, whew. so like turning an internship into, into full-time employment or an independent contract. Exactly. Right? So I think that joining a clinic for me was, I kind of see this as a win-win. I, I really enjoyed, um, that process and, um, I just thought it was a great way to start. I found that for myself and getting into, into practice, I probably didn't have the confidence as a new grad to kind of start on my own. And, and I was, definitely, you know, was leaving an education system where we're used to, you know, being with our classmates and learning together in groups and doing our labs together and such. And I know that for me, I wasn't really prepared to do that independently when I first graduated. I know some are. So joining a clinic for me, one of the major pros was the chance to, A, you know, not have to build a clientele by myself. I would get certainly some overflow from the other therapists that I was uh, joining that team. Uh, and B, the, the, uh, the ability to collaborate, to see other people and ask questions and learn from them, right? I could, I could shadow them and, 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 and learn from them the way they interacted with their patients and, and their treatment plans and how they built their treatment plans and how they discussed it with their clients. And to me, I really, um, I really got into that. I really, there was three other therapists. I was able to spend time with each of them during my course of building up for the first few months to get busy. I was able to kind of sit with each one of them and, and follow them around the clinic, which really helped me. And then as I stayed there for the for the subsequent six years, you know, still that relationship was great. I didn't feel like I was an island. I didn't feel like I had to do it on my own. If I had a, a difficult case, I could, I could um, you know, ask and, and piggyback. And I really enjoyed that process. Um, furthermore, I find that joining a clinic for me you know, as a student, I was kind of naive. I didn't really know much about, I was just an, an athletic therapist or I was like an, an, an osteopath. I never really thought of business at all, but by joining another clinic, I got to see kind of the inner workings of that and how they dealt with insurance companies to how they dealt with workers' compensation, if that was a thing, to just the kind of behind the scenes thing with the rent and the thing that's due and the snow removal. There's a lot of moving parts that existed for, for that business to operate. So that was kind of really cool to see. And I really use a lot of that, that information by joining a clinic 
and then starting one of my own, that was the win-win for me. There was a lot of things I loved about the clinic I was at. I loved the people there for sure. But I knew that when I wanted to start my own, that certainly some things I wanted to bring with me. And there's other things that I just thought, mm, I think I'd tailor it somewhat differently. So I was able to learn from that first experience to then, you know, create or helped to create more of the vision yeah. of a wellness clinic that I liked. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing so else. pros. Anything else? Pro. <laughs> so pros, knowledge, experience, camaraderie. Camaraderie. Right. Collaboration. Collaboration. Yeah. Jason. Oh, no, I have it right here. Okay. What's wrong? I'm just going to grab my, uh, my charger. I have it. It's, it's in right my here. bag. Right yeah. There. So uh, it's in, yeah, the front pocket or the mid? I don't know. I think it's in the mid one right here. It was a sim similar thing, Jay, to what you're talking about joining the clinic for me too. It was, you know, obviously the, the huge benefit is the, the mentorship. So like for those of you that are thinking of joining a, a clinic, like that, that is something you really want to have discussions uh, with your employers about having this type of uh, mentorship. And uh, because it's such a it's such an asset to be able to go to work and bounce over ideas here. off people. You guys need help? No, we're good over here. You sure. Yeah. Plug How many awesome in. passes take to charge a computer? Is that what you're saying? Pretty impressive. It's on video too. Yes. <laughs> wow. This will definitely be the highlight of our of our pod. There we go. Save saved it. Thank you, Kevin, for noticing that. Papa. No problem. Yeah. So mentorship. I was trying to stay awake. Mentorship. Yeah. <laughs> You're just trying to think of things to say. You're yeah. like, oh my gosh, nothing but liquid gold coming out of there. So I don't know. Lost track. The, um, yeah, so the one thing worth mentioning is when you do join a clinic is, is uh, ask the people that you're joining. Are with, they open to mentorship Are they open too? to that? Yeah. Because that's exactly what I did. I remember they probably found me a bit annoying, but they, you know, I... I'd say, can shadow. I, do you mind if I shadow you for a bit? Like, cause I wasn't as busy as them obviously when I started out. And so when I had open spots, I would, I would ask and, and go in and they were super nice. They were really great at uh, explaining a lot and even having me test things. And so it's a great way to, to continue that learning process as you're at work. Uh, and it, like Jason said, it, it really does have a massive effect on one, your confidence level, a uh, number of cases you're seeing different things that you haven't maybe seen or, or felt in school. Uh, you get to see in real life, which is really great. Um, so that's definitely something worth mentioning in terms of if that's a choice for you, which, uh, I know a lot of people like doing in the beginning too, because one, like you said, you're, you're, you're not really. Even though uh, it's training wheels, you, it's it's up to everyone to create their clientele and yeah. talk mm -hmm. about what they do. You know, the often clinics will help to do that. Yes. So especially bigger clinics, they're going to have more of a overflow overflow of patients that they are going to go to the new guy or girl to uh, to actually um, get you started. And then it's just to figure out ways, like we've told stories before about ways that we use to go out and get uh, new clientele as well. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just to be creative with that. And within within the joining a clinic, there are different kind of um, possibilities of how you structure your contract, right? Because that's important for new grads to understand as well. So you could work as an associate, um, an employee, or you could work as an independent contractor, which is what we the setup we have here at the clinic. Um, and again, it's just different structures. It's uh, different semantics, different uh, you know percentage possibly percentages and there are different ways of structuring. So if you guys ever need help with that stuff, don't hesitate to ask us because, um, you know, it is as anything in life, everything can be worked out. Everything can be spoken about and talked everything about. Everything is figureoutable. Everything is figureoutable. And 
negotiable, mm -hmm. right? So, but, but some important questions, like Kev said, if you are open to learning and that's really what you want, you need some training wheels or some handheld, as Jason he needs his handheld a lot, right? Yeah. Still that's does. Right. But um, you, there, that is available to you, right? In, in different practice options and practice styles. But Kev, you said another good, important point, which is we have to continue to remind people because we saw it on both ends of the spectrum at this symposium. It was the fact that each individual practitioner, so you, if you're graduating from student and becoming a practitioner, you are responsible for your own practice within a practice. And this is, this is we find this was the disconnect between some of the clinic owners yep. and, and some of, in our experience, some of the, you know, the new graduates that we have that, you know, that they're ex sometimes expecting just to be handed patients. But if you don't learn how to care for your, your list, right? I think they call it the list over in the UK, or your, you know, your, your schedule, you're missing. Hey guys, it's Sean, Kevin, and Jason here from osteomentorship.com. Today, we'd like to tell you about the Masters in Business for Osteopaths. It's an eight-week live interactive online program empowering you with a solid business framework to build your practice fuller and faster with confidence. This live interactive program is a pivotal business training program developed by osteopaths for osteopaths that will challenge you to execute at your highest level. Your MBO bridges the gap between your formal education and real life practice success. Please visit us at osteomentorship.com forward slash MBA. The game, right? You're, you're totally missing the game. And that's why it's really important that, so you have to understand that even if you're an associate, you're still running your practice within a practice. And that's where we, that's where this course comes in, in handy, right? Because it teaches you how to manage that schedule. It teaches you how to be conscious of all these other things that are how taking place. How to become a professional. How to become a professional. Yeah. Okay. And, and, to, and to see yourself as a, like a business owner and, and not simply an osteopath because exactly. essentially you are a business owner at the same time. Yes. And one other quick thing is we discuss it from our perspective of joining a clinic out of school. A lot of people join a clinic 20 years into your professional life. Yes. So the other thing I think that's very important is during that process of joining a clinic is do your research on them. Yes. And as much as they're interviewing you to see if, if you may be a good fit for their team, you. you should be interviewing people like Kevin yes. to make sure that's the kind of team you want to join. And that's very important yeah. to make sure you match that the core values and culture yeah. that you're looking for. And he's a hard guy point. to match up with. That's the only yes. point I wrote down. Creeps yeah. The creepy energy, right? <laughs> Did I really steal it? Sorry, buddy. No, no. no. <laughs> I don't see any crayon anywhere, so but I didn't that, notice. That is definitely it's huge, right? Like... So you want to make sure, even even if you're new in practice and you're just starting out, uh, oh, you want to make sure that your values match the values of the practice that you're thinking of joining and vice versa. Um, so, yeah. No, those are great options, Jay, Like uh, or great points, you know, about if experience. you don't have values, make sure they don't. Experience, knowledge. And we, all know like we all know people like that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Soulless. <laughs> so I did. I did something. I did something similar when I when I graduated as well. And and there were things. Again, nothing is perfect in life. And there were things that I appreciated from my my journey with the working out of school with the joining an existing clinic. And there were things I was like, oh wow, you're right. I'm going to do this differently. Um, and looking back, possibly there were things that, you know, we didn't speak about that I could have actually asked earlier about more mentorship and learning about more of the business side of things mm. and stuff, right? Where I had to go out and learn on my own. And I, it's funny, you know, in reading the four agreements, you know, I assumed that that would be 
told to me or taught to me and it wasn't right but it was my assumption had i just asked questions i would have actually probably perhaps that would have worked out anyway would have worked yeah, out yeah. right so um but keep in mind these you know that's why we do this podcast is so that you guys see these things and and you you, you don't necessarily hit the the roadblocks like you would otherwise trying to figure it out on your own so what's our next option what do we got Up next flying solo oh solo from your parents basement Basement, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right to the basement. A lot of people don't like talking to people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, they just, where's the meatloaf? Yeah. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> so this is what I did after picking option one. Yeah. Learning from it. Getting properly dismissed. Yeah, getting fired. <laughs> uh, we'll leave that out of the story. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's already in. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, then going, yeah. Doing, doing it solo, which it's funny, you know, in the beginning, it's so like, so liberating. Very, very liberating. Because, yeah. Because, you know, you're like, okay, finally, I'm, screw like these said, guys. You know, I certain, could do this better. Certain totally. things, well, not, but your way, not necessarily better. Obviously, you think it is because that, you know, that's just natural, but the, more your way. More the way you see things being done, whether it's the way uh, that the treatment times to uh, uh, how you how you handle cases to whatever. Yep. Um, so I found that really fun. Um, but what tends to happen in solo practice, for me anyways, but I know a lot of people have discussed this too, is uh, eventually you reach a point where it gets a bit boring being by yourself. Lonely. Uh, but some people like that, which is totally fine. And they find other ways to collaborate with people and have yes. discussion. And now it's even easier than it used to be just because of technology and stuff like that. But So that's something to keep in mind. Same thing in solo practice is um, uh, there, there are some huge pros to that uh there are some cons too uh now even better with technology like scheduling is better you can do that all online so you don't necessarily have to be calling people i can remember doing that in the beginning and that was awful uh so that definitely was one prompt to move into option three which we'll discuss in a second um but yeah so i don't know what you guys uh want to add to solo practice but uh yeah i think it, it's a uh so one of the pros would be you get to do it the way you want to do it, right? And that's yeah. so, you It's know, a fun way to like test that out. Yeah. yeah. And and again, you say there are ways in this day and age of, um, you know, you could even, you know, join <laughs> that we see it someplace they have multi multidisciplinary clinics, but everyone is kind of solo within a clinic, right? So there are ways of tiptoeing into this, uh, running your own schedule, managing your own schedule. Um, I think what, what, the beauty is, is it's like you might be ready for this and it's a, you know, you're maybe tiptoeing into the, what, what ha essentially happened here, right? You, you jump up on your own cause you're like, okay, I want to do this differently than what, than the, what I've seen uh, the, you know, I'm thankful for the experience that I gained, but I'm ready to go on my own. And that's, that's exactly what you did. Um, yeah. So I, I, I always worked within clinics, right? So I, uh, built, built practices within practices. I never lawsuits. Lawsuits, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but there are advantages. I think. I think it's <laughs> they haunt are, you. They come back to haunt you. It's hard, hard to get those off your record. Shake off. They're hard to get off your record. They eventually find you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Another thing is the uh, cost effectiveness for new grads. Of going doing a solo thing. Let's say you 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 have the possibility of treating people from your home. Yes, exactly. So this is something that can be a great option in the beginning. Um, and again. There's pros and cons to everything. Uh, my wife treats from the house. When we started having kids, it was just a lot easier. But then, you know, you have people coming into your home. So, you you know, if you have a set space that's, you know, kind of in, independent of yeah. the yep. house or where yep. that could be, you know, 
unless you don't really mind. But uh, for sure, I was yeah. just going to say the same thing. Pros for sure can be that can be the fact that you can your startup costs can be a lot lower. If you want to do it at your house, you can take re, uh, tax deductions, right? Yes. You can you can apply that to your income tax. You can say whatever five percent of your house or ten percent of your house. Um, your hydro, or whatever, your bell can all go towards towards the home office, which is great. Telephone and yeah. electricity. Yep. So there's write-offs. Yeah, there's write-offs for sure for that. Um, the convenience, you're at home, you don't have to go, all that kind of stuff. And then some of the cons are that, the lack of collaboration. Some people, like you can also, I mean, working out of your home, you can also do solo in your own office elsewhere. Because yes. uh, one of the down, you know, the Collins is the Kev said for some people is bringing them into your house, right? That yeah. might not be, and like you said, it's your wife. So in particular, women perhaps don't want to see certain people in their house as much maybe as a man would potentially, right? So you have to think about that. But that's a bigger advantage than doing a solo practice elsewhere. Then you're still paying for rent, right. paying for all that stuff, and you're independently, you're not all the covering all the expenses. Is, is really difficult for sure. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing to see actually as we elaborate on these things the different kind of like subtleties that there are uh, and options you have for these types of practices right exactly and, and i think the most important thing again kev you're big on this but is is taking the time to reflect and and say at the phase the journey i'm at or the mm -hmm. phase of the journey i'm in what do i really want right is this something that i'm open to and then it's just really being you know it's really being concrete on those values of who you are as a practitioner and then building that right in, in a reflection and your journey yeah. is going to be different from ours and it's going to be different from you know from from it's worth it taking the time like to for sure yes. to see like how do i want to feel at work 100 you know like we've always been near the water Crazy yeah. when we think yeah. about it. so like it's uh you know there's certain elements that you know if you're you're working in the city versus working out yeah. in a suburb versus in the country or whatever it is Everyone has different needs and wants to what they want to have with their, their place of work. Yeah. Uh, and it's very important for you to do your best work to feel at your best. So always keep that in mind because sometimes we can make decisions that are not necessarily in alignment with what we see as being uh, true values to, to, our, to us. So uh, it's important to kind of make those lists so that you can make better decisions on where you're going to work and what type of environment you want to be in. Because you'll do much better work. You'll benefit, your patients will benefit more. Your everyone's going to benefit more. So for sure, yeah. it's almost like you're making a list of like your treatment. What's you going to look like as you're in office? But for me, I, I, yeah. like you said, Sean, you've always been in a clinic. Was, I'm yeah. the same. I like the idea of, of as much as it's fun, and when I'm in my office, whether I'm working by myself or I'm working in a group, in the office is one thing. But it's the camaraderie. It's the stuff outside of that yeah. that to me is the fulfilling part of the day. Right? That's what I find is like, not the fulfilling, but that's what is the extra on top. Yes. That I think I would, I personally would miss from being as a solo practitioner. Sure. Some it's people are icing. different. It's we like to joke around and have fun and, and be light. It's and a cherry on the Sunday. Cherry on the top. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how I feel. All right, moving on. Numero trois. We could talk about starting or purchasing yes, your own yeah. clinic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah. This is actually a really good option for those that um, are, <clears throat> you know, are maybe, ha maybe have some life experience and are ready for the, for the big show. Um, so purchasing, I've actually seen a lot of colleagues, you know, move back to, or move to a city um, back from school and uh, evaluate the landscape, find some practitioners that were maybe ready for retirement, and they have actually bought existing businesses and client lists and have been very successful at that uh, because, you know, usually within that uh, 
time frame, there might be a succession plan. So there might be a transition plan where the where the existing or retiring practitioner uh, stays on board. So I've even seen it uh, self-financed by the existing practitioner, right? So the the practitioner that's looking to you know transition out of practice actually finances the deal, and uh, so you can get better bank rates and stuff, better than bank rates or better than. Um, so there are lots of options, and that's a huge you know if you're ready for that. But again. Depending on the size of the clinic or practice, comes with more responsibility. Uh, you know, as we said before, marketing, overhead, um, you know, new client acquisition, retention—all these things we talk about in the MBO course. But there are uh, there are many benefits to that. You know, and and if the if the numbers make sense, and there is uh, there is a you know return on that investment, then that can be a really good option for people if you're ready for that challenge, right? Because it is a challenge. You got to step up to the plate, and you got to realize that as a clinic owner, you're you're not only are you the the technician when you're with your you know when you're an osteopath treating clients, but you're also an entrepreneur and you're also a manager, right? So you got the you'll have to you'll have to wear evolve. some different hats. You have to wear different hats. You'll have to evolve the vision of the clinic. You know, you'll have to make sure you're you're up to date on systems and procedures and the, and the management of personnel, staff, um, different personalities, right? That you, that are maybe working in the clinic. And then, and then, um, you know, also if you, if your passion is to treat, then you still have that role as well. So probably the scenario which requires the most thought process, thought process beforehand, just because setting it up properly yes. in, in, a, in a true reflection of how you want things to be done and having all those systems, procedures and things and, and culture set is so key to it running uh, more efficiently because it can be very tedious because you're 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 working uh, and like you said you know you you have to be available in terms of managing staff you have to be available to dealing with things with like we own our building which yeah. is like so there are issues with that you know so one of our client actually one of our MBO graduates went yeah. through is currently still in a process of buying an existing practice yes right? mm -hmm. yeah. yep. And that, that was a big one. That was immigrating to another country, buying another, buying a big yeah. established business. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's it's definitely worth uh, worth you know diving into and and uh, making sure it's the right option for you. And for sure, like the, it's a big one. Is we've had this discussion a lot about the the is remembering like doing this type of option. Uh, you better be sure you like managing. Yeah. Because and or uh, have people in place to to do it. Because this is, uh, you know, whether or not, you know, you, you obviously want to have the culture set and that you're hiring people that fit that culture and that so that your team is growing um, organically that way. Uh, and it's always a better fit to, you know, instead of like what we used to do in the beginning where <laughs> we didn't know as, as much as we do now that, you know, we just try and hire people to fill space, you know, so that never works. That always backfires. So you end up doing more work having to get rid of them again and hire again. So you have to really take your time to find the right people to fit the, uh, the group. Uh, and then it's just figuring out creative ways to, uh, and really mapping that out, whether or not you have a partner or maybe many partners, maybe, uh, if you're by yourself, then, uh, yeah, you better make sure that you, uh, you have a strategy to deal with all those three main components of having to manage staff, having to do things that are outside of the realm of you just treating, because uh, it can get pretty heavy if if it's something that yeah. systems and procedures. Yeah, I don't have a ton to add on top of that. Other than the biggest pro I find is that if you're someone who truly 
you know, is whatever, is a visionary, really wants to say, this is the model I've been dreaming of. I've always wanted to do this. I don't think that's me this time. That uh, they really wanted to... Sorry, how's that? No. How's that? Go. Better? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah? It's just our... It's just our uh, um, if you really have that vision, this is what I really wanted to do. This is the... Of the options we've we've discussed is the only one that really gets you tailored to what you want to have. So that's, if that's what your pursuit it's bigger is, impact that's, in your community, then, then that's huge. Then, then go for it for sure. The cons are, is you will have to spend more time per week working on the business than in it, than any other scenario. So if you like to manage people and you like to be a business owner and you're, you're into that, it's fine. It's just, if you're not, then it's not the avenue at all. There's much better options than that. So if you if you want to do that and you want to manage people and you want to create and, and work on the back end and and get to know the people at your bank and get to know your accountants and bookkeepers, there's just a, it's a different bit of a world that way. But it can be great. And like Sean said, this the succession part of the end. I mean, the nice part of the end is perhaps at the end you have something that you can you can you know shift. You can trans transition into whatever Selling. someone else who wants to take it. And like Sean, I think you covered that very well is, is there's so many options at the end for buying an existing practice and what that can look like. And, and then transitioning my dentist did that. He bought you an existing practice. Yep. So, but all the options are, are there that the, the key is to self reflect and, and really truly see what stage of your career you're in. Uh, we didn't talk about that working from home and all that kind of stuff too, but depending on what time of life you're in, are you a woman that's going to start having a family that can greatly influence where you want to start working or, or where yes. you're going to make that choice at that time. We're all going through different things like that. You know, my parents live in a different province. They're three, three and a half hours away. So if I was to make a transition now, which we're not looking at, but that would be part of my, my decision-making me saying, well, my parents are going to need more care in the coming five or six years. So, so I'm looking to make a change. If I was, that'd be a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. The health of my parents would probably play a role into deciding what I would choose next. So it's, it's the short term goal of what do I want. And yeah. then the, Life. what does this look like five to 10 years down in the horizon? What's, what's coming my way? What are my children? Do I have kids? Am I going to have kids? That plays a huge role. And, yeah. and I think in where you choose to, to be in this, you know, in the 40 year career that you're going to have, let's say that's a big, big factor for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this, uh, you're going to see a lot of this in practice in a career you're going to have, you're going to, fall into these different options right um and I, there you go jay we're back and uh and that is that is again what gives you what, what gives you experience and that's what life is about right we always say that no tree can grow to heaven without its roots firmly planted in hell right so it's the hell is the is journey bon jovi and bon jovi meatloaf, meatloaf. yes meatloaf yeah <laughs> bat out of hell so um but that those those uh just oh, getting no. it no i know it. it's joe it. biden joe Biden. yeah <laughs> He I think he mumbled it. Mm, he mumbled he might it. Have. Yeah. But the, that, just getting out there and trying things. And, and as Kevin said, you know, really thinking about who you are as a practitioner, reflecting on it, and then moving forward. It's, uh, it's, it is, it is uh, the way forward. So, what do we got? Merced. Nothing. That's empty. it. We're All empty. three. Three options. Yeah. Joining a clinic. Uh, an existing clinic, going solo, or starting your own or purchasing clinic. Those are the really three main routes you can look at. Take the time to... Or selling toothpaste online. Yeah. On Amazon. And there are... This is this is the practice option, right? There are in, in the field of osteopathy, there are other... There's, you know, there are well, other teacher, oh, teaching, for sure, for sure. researching. There's all sorts of things, right? In the U.S., there's even more options right now with the way that pro where the profession has gone down mm -hmm. there. 
So there are um, lots of ways, uh, you know, and, and as, as we'll get into later, you know, there are even other potential options. Uh, you know, Kevin's favorite word, bolt-on revenue streams mm. within the practice of, uh, of osteopathy. For sure. So there's online training and courses now. There are lots of lots of ways that you can actually uh, expand and reach people within the profession of osteopathy. But today we're focused on the practice-specific ones, which most of you, you know, if you're a new grad, that's this is what you're ready to do. You're ready to hit the, the pavement and get your hands on people, right? So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's it. So um, if you guys... Um, need some extra help again enrollment is now live for the mbo course it's fun we've uh, we've had a lot of success with our our, our former graduates and uh, we're looking forward to teaching this upcoming course that is osteomentorship.com forward slash mbo and enrollment is live um, this past monday so courses begin november 27th November First 27th. Week. Look forward to seeing you there. There are payment options for those um, looking to spread it out over a couple, you know, a couple payments. There's a pay in full option, and uh, we actually do gold bar option. Gold bar option. Yeah, you can throw some gold bouillon, whatever. <laughs> but it's actually very affordable. We. It's funny because in the course we talk about you know understanding the life cycle or what's a patient worth to you, and this course is actually you know the investment in this course is actually worth worth uh, less than. The app, you know, what a client is worth to you. So it's very affordable. Or uh, less than two clients per week. Yeah, less, than, less than two clients per week. So it's very, very affordable. We, you know, we, we can assure you that uh, you will, you will be able to pay the course off in no time. And uh, we actually even have a two week money back guarantee. So you can try the course. And if you don't like Kevin's face, well, then you can, yeah. Yep. Turn off your screen. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I won't. just audio mode. <laughs> Osteomentorship.com forward slash MBO. Have a wonderful week, and we will see you next week. Ciao. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend.